Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. Let's uh, go to Mark chapter 5. We're talking about the problem is not the problem. Last week we tried to talk about prophetic things. I don't know if it worked or not, but it was fun anyway. We got a lot done. Well, we got a few people out. I know... uh, uh, hunting and stuff, and maybe doing some traveling um, for different things. I just sensed this morning, I felt like, pray for them. I'm going to pray that they get whatever they're after so they can't go again. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. I'm just teasing. <laughs> oh, praise the Lord. Amen. No, but... Uh, um, you know, uh, we, they need protection out there. Um, you know, it's not often you hear about things that go awry in that area, but sometimes they do because we live in a fallen world. And I know sometimes, too, that people um, get excited about what they're doing and are not thinking about the Lord, even though the Lord doesn't, it's not that he doesn't want them to do it. It's just that he wants to be, you know, at the forefront of everything we do in the sense of, So uh, my father-in-law said it best. Actually, years ago, I heard him say it. He said, you know, people say, it's God first, then my marriage, then my kids. And he said, that's wrong. It's God first in your life. It's God first in your marriage. It's God first in your kids. It's God first in your... Does that make sense? And, And not because, you know, I'm not... You know, I'm not trying to split hairs. But we just need to keep that as our focus. It's God first in our business. It's God first in our money. It's God first in everything. Um, and that's what people are saying when God first and they, you know, they do the other order. But sometimes you need a little clarity because sometimes people do and they don't mean to. They do it ignorantly um, a lot of times in the church or that, you know, they've never. Ignorance doesn't mean you're stupid. It just means you don't know. Okay. <clears throat> I don't believe we have any stupid people. I'm serious about that, all right? But uh, it just means you don't know, and what you don't know, you can't apply, and what you don't apply won't produce a harvest. Now, religion will teach you, oh, it's just all in God's hands. But the scripture teaches you that it's a lot in our hands. We often will try to put the responsibility on God for what he has placed the responsibility on us for. Amen? Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Now, bow hunters. Come on now, I haven't changed on hunters. Bow hunters need more faith exercise for them than any of the groups hunting. Now, bow hunting to me, you might as well just go out there with a buck knife and see if you can wrestle that thing. You know what I mean? I mean, get it. They, make, they invented guns. Now, I don't want, I'm not racist at all, but years ago when the gun was invented versus those that didn't have it, who won? The bow or the gun? <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm not saying that's okay. I'm just saying it's more effective in, in hunting. So uh, anyway, I'm believing God for all you hunters. So hopefully you're, you're in faith so that mine's not in vain. But let's just pray for them. Father, we just thank you for those that are, Lord, a part of this church and a part of, uh, you've connected them here, Father. 
and they're out enjoying things that, uh, that, uh, that you've blessed them to be able to enjoy, not only in this country, Lord, but just because you give us richly all things to enjoy. And uh, we just pray for them, Lord, that you protect them. We plead the blood of Jesus over them. And Father, we ask that the trophy animals would walk in front of them and give them opportunity in Jesus' name, amen. All right, Mark chapter five. People say, can you pray for that? Well, the Lord will give you the desires of your heart. You know, I don't think having a, a, an elk on your, now people might think this is a sin, but uh, having an elk mount head on your, the wall of your house or whatever, if you like that, that's not a sin. You know, unless you bow to it, then it's a sin. Amen? But the creation was created for us. We're the crowning jewel in the creation. Did you know that? We are. You and I are. Um, that's why he put us in and gave us dominion over everything. <clears throat> um, and so thankfully, Christ got it back for us. All right. You're in Mark 5, but write in your notes uh, the prophetic, where we are right now. Write that first. And then give yourself a little space. So Romans 9, verse 14 through 25 is what we're experiencing, I believe, right now in the current uh, administration. All right? So I'm, I'm just going to, you say, why are you bringing this up? Well, because I want to give you the scriptures. But the reason why I'm bringing it up is because the Lord actually said this to me when... Uh, Biden was installed. Now, there's a lot of consensus, a lot of discussion, which is not a bad thing, concerning why and how he got there, especially in the prophetic community, if you listen to it. Now, here's the thing. <clears throat> there are times where I get irritated with that, the, all the prof prophets and the prophetic, all right, which is not okay, just so you know, because... I'm not to despise prophecy. It's scripture. Scripture says so. But I am to judge it. Now, how I judge it is the most important thing. All right? I can't despise it. I'm going to judge it. Um, and you individually, it's not my job to judge prophetic things for you. It's your job to judge them for yourself. Now, some people say, well, I just don't want to know all that. Well, that's actually disobedience. I, I'm just going to lay that out there, okay? I'm just going to lay it down. Well, I just don't want to have to look at those things. Well, you should develop to the point where you can look at anything. You understand what I mean by that? Look, consider all things and take it back to the scriptures. I'm going to say the scriptures first and then to prayer. Take it back to the scriptures. Take it back to prayer. Now, we, under the New Testament, do not prophesy like they did under the old. I'm going to say it again. We, under the new covenant, are, do not, our prophets today are not like the prophets in the Old Testament. They are not. The prophets in the Old Testament, you say, why? Because the new covenant broke everybody into, that is born again, into the spirit world and anointing. Everybody. It doesn't mean you stand in the office of a prophet, but any believer can prophesy. Now, a prophet will see more than you see. 
They'll have more visions that, and revelations that are tied to their office than you're gonna, than I'm gonna. People, people don't like that. It doesn't matter. It's the truth. I don't care whether you agree with it or not. I know from the scripture it's so. Now, the thing that makes this, our situation different is this, is that you and I have the Holy Spirit directly within us, so for our own lives, we can be more accurate than a prophet would speaking to us. So it's a double-edged sword. So people say, well, do you just, when people prophesy to you, do you just take it? No. Well, they know you. Well, that could be even more of a reason not to take it. Hello. Because there's a whole lot of soul reading going on. <laughs> I love where I am right now. <laughs> this, this just thrills me. You say, why? Because we're in the battle now. We're in it. I, I, the, I have this picture that I uh, found on, uh, it was just a, just a photo, you know, uh, what do they call them, a meme or a gif, jif? I don't know. There's all sorts of different, we could go down that path, right? All right, so we're not going there. But it's a, it's a, it's a, a picture of a breastplate from, I believe, Napoleon's day, one of his soldiers. And a cannonball went in the front and out the back. Have you ever seen a bullet go through like a piece of metal and you have your entry and then you have your exit and what's the back always look like? You got this, especially if it's a mushroom, if it's a, uh, uh, what do you call it? Hollow point, thank you. I could see it, but I didn't have the words. <clears throat> you get this mushroom effect out the back, right? Well, imagine a cannonball. And I, I'm looking and you say, why did you keep that? Because that's what I want my armor to look like when I get to heaven. I'd rather get to, you know, you, some people are going to get to heaven and they're like, Lord, look at how polished my spiritual armor is. Yeah, I kept it clean and polished. I put it in a case in my house. I'd rather get there and go, Lord, I need some new stuff. <laughs> Come on. All right, so in the prophetic with what's going on right now as far as as far as our, uh, our nation and stuff like that, and, and what we're looking at, we take everything back to the scripture. I'm gonna say this. The prophetic has gotten muddy. Now, it is not our responsibility to go correct all the prophets. God has people correcting them. You know what I mean? Leaders around them, those that rub shoulder to shoulder with them. But every prophetic word listen to me listen to me listen to me every prophetic word is in part paul said we prophesy in which means there's a part we don't know people say oh no you know <laughs> you know i i'm laser accurate i believe with you in part because you can't rewrite the Bible. I'm not rewriting the Bible. It ain't happening. <laughs> Isn't this fun? I love this. <clears throat> that means we, so, so what does that mean? That means I'm being given enough information 
to make the correct decision and to pray. Come on, 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 come on. Well, people have come up to, well, I saw this. Well, does that mean that that's happening? First of all, did you hear from the Lord? I'm, talking, I'm not talking about I'm saying that for you. I'm saying you need to say that for you. And then sit on it. Did you hear from the Lord? Does it line up with Scripture? That's how you know if you heard from the Lord. <clears throat> is that for now? Or is that for later? Did the Lord show you because it's what's going to happen? Or he wants you to pray about it because he desires a different outcome? People say, oh, the, the prophets prophesied it, it's coming to pass. That is not true. The Lord himself told the Israelites that when they were delivered out of Egypt, they were to go, that his will was for them to go right into Canaan land. Did it happen? A generation died that heard that word. The next generation, what? picked it up, they got it, and they went in. So if God's prophetic word automatically comes to pass, why did they die in the desert? It's good, isn't it? I mean, we got to think. You know, let my people think. (laughs) We need to look at these things soberly. And you say, why? Because the enemy, how many have ever heard this this current phrase being thrown around? Crisis fatigue. Have you ever heard that? Crisis fatigue. We live in a world, now it's just a current phrase that's being used. We live in a world that wants to get you drunk on the news. They want you in crisis fatigue. COVID's coming back. Well, I thought we all just went through the CDC and everything saying, oh, never mind. And adjusting all the deaths, right, Pastor Herb? (laughs) The record of the deaths is now different than... They are liars. And if we're going to be able to, and I've said this before, but if we're going to be able to walk through these things, thank you, Lord, for tying that all together. I'm going to get back to my message. If we're going to be able to walk through all of these things, we have to walk through them by faith. Now, listen to me. You and I are going to walk through them all victoriously. Now, I need to see conviction in your eyeballs or I'll come shake you. <laughs> right brother Hagen used to get down and he'd walk among the people and he'd say I need to see the whites of your eyeballs so I can know if you're getting it or not <laughs> I feel feisty today must be because we made it nine years yeah wait till 10 years all right so 20 30 and then our kids are going to take this over yes they are 
So, <clears throat> let me land here. Sometimes, and you guys know this, but I wish you could sense how you just almost, it's almost like there's two of me when I'm ministering. It's a, it's a different sensation. And I'm not talking about feelings. I'm not talking about my flesh. You get so in the spirit. Okay, anyway, so <clears throat> the enemy wants us to be overwhelmed. And what happens, he, it, I heard Keith Moore say this years ago, he, he practices the pileup effect. So you think you have one problem, but you have 12 that you don't know about yet. And then he comes and tries to pile them up on you. But if we are walking by faith, we'll... He wants to fatigue you into doubt. Now, because of our culture, and, and, I, and I literally mean the culture, all of it, the availability of the blessing in America, we're in Canaan land. We are. We're here already. So what was the warning to the Jews when they got into Canaan land? Don't forget God. So what, what the enemy will do is he'll overemphasize real promises of God and you'll end up looking at his hand and seeking his hand rather than his face. How does, you know, especially in religious circles, but then in the world, and if, and if you're not a promised person, like you're not, you don't exercise your faith, you don't either through, you just don't know how, or you're just spiritually lazy, one or the other. Most of the time it's people just don't know how. <clears throat> it, he'll try to fatigue you with things around you. You know what I mean? Oh, you, you, uh, you know, uh, uh, inflation, the, the, he'll try to fatigue people with money and gas prices. And I know it's an election away from being changed. I get it. I get it. But the point is this, is the election my salvation? See, I serve a God who's so good that he'll actually have my enemy pay me to leave if I will remain in faith. Now that's a huge caveat. If I will remain in faith. Well, how could you prosper under this economy? Easy. Every favor and earthly blessing is coming to me in abundance. Well, because you're under grace, yes. And I'm activating in obedience through giving. Amen? So he wants you to be fatigued. Well, look at this Romans 9 and verse 14. <laughs> now, I'm not, there's, there's things I'm going to read over here and not comment on that are going to mess with your head, but just leave them alone for now because there's certain things I want you to focus on. All right? Because I don't have time to go into a verse-by-verse -verse, uh, study of this chapter, okay? But what I want you to see is how God operates concerning uh, certain things. I believe one of the uh, 
kind of the main uh, prophetic guys that I've listened to actually prophesied that Trump would not win in 2020. Guess how loved he was among the group. But guess how loved he is now? Because he was right. Now, he said all things being equal, he would have. <laughs> People say, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. Oh, no, no, no. Conspiracy theories at this point are spoiler alerts. <clears throat> Come on, I'm right. I'm 100% right. Because of the Lord. <laughs> People say, oh, you can't actually. Do you read your Bible? Do leaders ever lie? Hello. I don't even know how Christians cannot believe. Now, you shouldn't be, now obviously the scripture says, and it actually talks about it in the Old Testament, don't call it a conspiracy. In other words, you shouldn't hunt for the evil in everything, but we should be so in tune spiritually with the Lord that we just know. Now, you say, why are you teaching on this? Listen, if you're in business, if you're, if, if you're alive on the planet and breathing, you need the Holy Ghost to lead you even more now than ever. Because the chaos that the enemy is stirring up will be greater. And you can either have a heart that fails because of fear or a heart that stands because of faith. And you will navigate every single area of your life by the leading of the Holy Spirit, not being moved or intoxicated by the problems, but actually being sober in the spirit and just going, oh, you missed me, devil. Oh, you missed me again. Oh, I'm prospering all the way. Deflect, stab. Deflect, stab. <laughs> Is this too simple? It's children's church, right? <laughs> got my shield, my sword. Got my helmet, my breastplate. <laughs> Come on. I'm not getting divorced. People say, oh, are you close? No. <laughs> I'm just declaring it. Heidi and I did a, a part of a, a, wet, a marriage conference at New Life Church a couple weeks ago, right? I don't Anyway, last week. Okay. So it was busy with everything, so you forget. But anyway, <clears throat> we don't even use that word in our house. We made a decision at the beginning. No, no, no. We don't use that word. Ever. Ever. I don't use it. I will not use it. Why? I'm in covenant. <clears throat> now, I know there's, there's situations that are, and I don't have time to go into that. But let me say this. When we got married, and you say, why are you talking about this? Because fatigue causes these things. You're going in so many different directions. It's like two ships passing in the night. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and then you wake up one day and your kids are all gone. And you go, who are you? <laughs> Enjoying Canaan land so much we forgot about the covenant. Okay, all right then. All right. Do what you want with it. Don't worry. I have a plan for 2024 to get me out of vessels. All right, so. <laughs> all right, anyway. Read something, Sean. Okay. <clears throat> uh, verse 14 says, We shall, uh, what shall we say then? Is there unrighteousness with God? Certainly not. Is there unrighteousness with God? 
No, there's none. He's never unrighteous. For he says to Moses, I will have mercy on whomever I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. These are the verses that you're going to have to deal with later. So then it is not of him who wills, nor of him who runs, but of God who shows mercy. For the scripture says to Pharaoh, for this very purpose, I have what? That I may. That is what is coming. Right there. That my name may be what? That's what's happening. Well, I don't like the circumstances. Stop living in your circumstances then. Live in the spirit. Well, I could lose all my money. Who cares? You got your God. Come on. Your God. Your God, we just read this in our men's book. He has more money in his petty cash account than we do in the national debt. Is it true? Can we navigate, oh, we're going to have the Great Depression. No, we're not. I said we're not. What greater... Uh, testimony anyway, the harder the devil makes it, and we still do it big. I like that. Go ahead, let it be dark there, but it's going to be light here. Now, be in faith. Well, I just don't know, you know, I, I just don't know if I want to raise children in this day and age. We'll raise them right, and it won't be any big deal. Teach them how to use their faith. Share with them the testimonies. Live the faith in front of them. Share with them about all the things that God has gotten you through and brought you over, and it looked like you were going under. How many have ever been in a situation where you thought, it's over, we're done? And then all of a sudden, it's 10 years later, and you're like, oh, I guess that wasn't so bad. But at the time, you thought you were dead. What is that? That's our God. That's walking by faith. Come on, that's Mark 5. That's the woman with the issue of blood. That's Jairus. His daughter was dead. And he's like, well, this isn't, he determined that, that death was not going to be greater than Jesus. You say he determined it. Yeah, because he determined to attach his faith to the one who looks at death and mocks. You know, God does not look at death and those things and go, oh, what am I going to do? He doesn't have, you know, uh, Jesus the and God the Father and the Holy Spirit they, and even all the angels, they, they never have to have classes on how not to bite their nails. How to manage their worry. They don't have any. And you don't have any either. People say, are you sure? Well, the scripture says that the spirit of Christ lives in you. And if he doesn't have any. Now, okay, that's a good verse, right? That was a good one. Uh, let's see. Go to Exodus chapter 3. So that was Romans 9, 14 through 25. I didn't read all the way down, but you can later. Genesis, Exodus. Exodus 3, 14 through 
Okay, I mentioned this last week. How many listened to it for the first time this, this last week? But the song Richmond, North of Richmond. Now, I know it has swear words in it. I get it. I didn't write the song. But if you kind of trace that guy, his name is Oliver Anthony, I think. Or is that right? I think that's right. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <clears throat> he's, he's my brother. He's got red hair and a red beard. And that only comes from, you know, <laughs> those, those uh, Scottish and <laughs> Irish and all that background, right? Well, th- when I, I listened to that song, I don't even know how I came across it. I don't even know. I think it was just maybe an Instagram or something, you know. We have those accounts, and so you're, you see stuff, and maybe that's, and I started listening to it, and I started crying, just weeping, and I'm not a crier. I'm not. I will turn to laughter before I'll turn to crying, usually. <clears throat> it's not my typical go-to. In fact, when I do cry, I can't even really function well because I'm, my body's like, oh, 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 what's happening, you know? <laughs> just, all right, I got to move on. Just, just forget all that. Exodus chapter 3, but I was crying, I'm like, Lord, what is the deal? And the Lord said to me, this is the cry of the people. Let me ask you, we, God, the creation is God's. And you have parents, whether through ignorance or flat rebellion. Now, the leaders are flat rebellious. Now, I hope there's place for repentance for him soon. But you have people telling people to take what God gave them and let them decide what gender they are. What do you think he's going to do? Now, his default is mercy, but he still is justice. And we determine which side we get. Amen. It's absolutely the truth. I watched a video, uh, and there, some, uh, you say, do you, I like, the reason why I like some of the reels and stuff is because they can present a truth in such a short time. And it's just, it's just genius of God how, now you can't get full context, so you need to study and look into things. But <clears throat> I watched this video. In fact, I have it saved on my phone. But it's a little boy, and he's probably three, maybe four, a cute little bugger. And he's sitting at a table. And you don't see, the, the camera's just on the little boy. And on, there's a table there, and you don't see the, I think, it, I'm assuming it's his dad. And on one side of the table is $10,000 cash in $100 bills. And it's there. And the, the dad says to the son, he says, now, you can have $10,000 cash. And I mean, you know how you can emphasize something to somebody without telling them you should pick this? He's doing that, right? You can have $10,000 cash right now. And, they, and he says, this is $10,000 cash. And he keeps hitting it, you know. And then he says, or I have two Oreos. And he puts them on the counter. And he says, now don't choose yet. You could have $10,000 cash 
or these two Oreos. Do you see what I'm doing here? That's what he's doing. And the little boy is just, you know. And he said, now think about this, $10,000 cash or two Oreos. Guess what he picked? And you think he can pick his gender? Come on, guys, we don't, have to tr we don't have to think long to beat the argument. The problem is we don't think. We, we default to a lying demon which says, well, you need to love them. And I said it. Because it's wrong. Loving them is telling them the truth. I'm not saying you have to punch them while you're telling them. Uh, you should do it with, with, but we should have the best arguments as believers of presenting the truth. But God hears the cry of the people. Jesus, I think, Jesus expressed it best. His, his deep love for his children, the children, was expressed best by him. If any one of you causes one of these little ones to sin, it will be better for you. Better for you? So my options are, have a millstone wrapped around my neck. And that's the better option of the options. And thrown into the sea. How could you even use the word better? That means the punishment for that? Whew. I can't even, I can't even come up with anything. You know what I mean? I can't come up with anything that would be, you know, worse than having your, a millstone tied around you. Not just any, it's not like he said, we're going to get a stone. He said a millstone. That means in the spirit, Jesus is walking along one day and he's looking at a millstone and the God, the father downloads this word to him. Boom. And releases it. Ooh, that's strong, isn't it? Ooh, my God is not weak. All right. He hears the cry of the people. Exodus chapter number three, verse number seven says, and the Lord said, I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt and have heard their cry because of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. Isn't that good? Are you seen in your situation? Yes, you are. Now back up to Exodus 2, verse 23. Now it happened in the process of time that the king of Egypt died. Then the children of Israel groaned because of the bondage, and they cried out, and their cry did what? Came up to God because of the bondage. So God heard their groaning, and God remembered his... Oh, come on. Come on. Now, we're going to see some judgment. We're going to see a whole lot of mercy. Why? Because God remembers his covenant, not just with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, with Jesus Christ. The fulfillment of the covenant, right? Oh, man, I can see it. Did you see that? The, the, the anointing just went right over me. Okay, well, anyway, all right. Psalms, uh, no, uh, yeah, Psalms 106. 
You know, you should go write these down, go back and, or you can listen to them again, but go back and reread them and judge it for yourself. Judge it for yourself. Always judge it for yourself, amen? Always do. Always assess. Always look. Love, respect the offices, but always judge. Um, Psalms 106, verse number 44. Now watch Jesus, Watch God here. Watch his heart. I'm going to back up to verse 43, get a little bit of a running start here. Many times he delivered them, but they rebelled in their counsel. What causes rebellion? Yeah, our counsel, not God's. Do you see that? It's their counsel. Notice it's an ownership thing there. I learned that from my wife because she was good at English. All right. T, the, the T-H-E-I-R, all right? So their counsel and were brought low for their, because God just chose to. No, they brought themselves. Now watch verse 44. What? Never he regarded their, when he heard their cry. It's in him. Even if you've messed up your life super bad, it's in God to go, I hear a real cry. Let's go rescue him. You say, how do you know? He gave Jesus. I don't need another answer. My circumstances don't determine whether God loves me. Jesus does. It's the determining factor. My circumstances are circumstances. That has nothing to, God loves me. How do you know? He gave Jesus. All right, all right, all right. Psalms 22, let's back up. We're going in a little bit in reverse here. Probably just because I'm reading my notes wrong. But you'll get the point either way. Psalms 22. Do you ever try to skip pages in your Bible and you flip too far back? And then you flip too far ahead, and it's like, come on, just find. <laughs> All right, Psalms 22, verse 24. For he has not despised nor abhorred the affliction of the afflicted, nor has he hidden his face from him. But when he cried to him, he what? He heard. He heard. Hebrews 4. We'll go to the New Testament. Now, I could, I could, you could do more here, and there is more scripture, okay? And, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this to you. I'm going to uh, make this request. Determine to look to the scriptures more than you do the reports of what's going on. Do it. Because, and, and this is the reason why I'm saying this, okay? Because foundations are, the firm foundation is this word. It isn't the prophetic word that's going forth. You can know how to fight. In other words, it's like uh, knowing the layout of the land of where you are in the prophetic, but the weapons of your warfare are this. So I'm gonna say it this way. Don't feed on prophecies, feed on the word. Observe prophecies and judge them against what you're feeding on. A lot of times people are feeding on stuff that they shouldn't. You say, what do you mean? Well. Imagine if you ate cake for every meal. But spiritually, you're sick because all you're doing, you're not feeding where you should be feeding. And, and the nature of our flesh and the nature of the soul is to go, ooh, ooh, click. Clickbait. Have you, come on, have you seen that? The enemy's fishing too, you know. 
It's through social media. And there's so much available that you can consume hours and it can be spiritual things, but you actually feel worse at the end of it. How many of you have ever experienced that? Do you know why? Because you're not being intimate with your husband. <laughs> I'm not talking about naturally. Talk about spiritually. Oh, I could say something here. I just saw, but I don't know if I should. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll, I'm going to say this as pure as I can. You don't want to watch intimacy of somebody else. You want your own. Are you picking up what I'm putting down here? Okay. Are you, I'm not going to go there. That's not a good joke right now. Okay. You want your own fellowship. You don't want to live vicariously through your ministers. Come on, we're not Catholic. I have no problem saying that one. All right. <laughs> and I got, you know, I know Episcopals, Catholics, all that stuff. I don't need to go to the Pope or the priest. I just go to Jesus. Yes. So you see that? All right. Let's go to Jairus and wrap up. And this is how this will tie together so that we still stay actually on a sermon. Mark chapter 5. Are you getting anything out of this? I know I'm kind of shotgunning it, but it'll help you if you apply it. Amen? Mark chapter 5, verse 21. Thank you, Lord, for good utterance. Thank you, Lord, for it. All right, so we know about the woman with the issue of blood. She was healed. Skip on down to... Uh, verse 35, because we've already looked at verse 34. The problem is not the problem, right? So Jesus taught the importance of our faith in receiving from him. And so we're, we're going to, in conjunction with the, those scriptures that I gave you concerning prophetic things, and I'm just going to say this concerning those things, it's going to get rowdy here, guys, in America again. I can, I can see this. I can see people moving to Montana again. I think there's going to be, from what I've sensed, they're going to, well, I'll just say it this way. California is up for some serious rowdiness. Um, and, and I'm not saying that because of, I'm saying that because I heard that through a, a particular prophetic voice, and I, and I, I sense he's right. Um, and the enemy, as far as the Antichrist agenda goes, is going to continue to push things. Okay, and we're not afraid of that because we, we're, we're not forewarned. The Lord doesn't tell us these things to scare us, to, but to prepare us. Okay, so then the other side of it is too, um, they're going to start talking about Yellowstone too. They are. <laughs> you say why? Earthquakes. Come on. Is it in the Bible? 
Now, not Yellowstone specifically, but you understand. Okay, so we need to walk by faith, right? So we're going to face some situations like Jairus did. Verse number uh, 30, what was I, 5. Uh, while he was still speaking, this is Jesus, some came from the ruler of the synagogue's house who said, your daughter is dead, why trouble the teacher any further? Well, it doesn't matter. We're going to look at this in Proverbs 8 next. But wisdom was here before the problem was. Which means you already have an answer to your problem. You just got to get it. And that, how do we get answers? How do we get wisdom? By faith. Amen? So say this with me. I receive the answers that God prepared for me before I ever face this problem. I'm a receiver. I receive them. That's what I do. This is how I live. I receive solutions to sickness. I receive solutions to money issues. I receive solutions to relationship issues. I receive solutions to reaching the lost, to discipling the lost, to growing the church, to developing the ministry. I receive solutions. I am a solution receiver. I am a solution glutton. When, because wisdom is available, I'm a man of faith. When the, when the report comes, it's too late. It's too far gone. I say, nope, I'm not going to be in fear. I'm going to remain in faith. I'm going to heed the words of Jesus. I'm going to heed his words to me and go, you know what? Just like Jairus did, I think I can do that. In fact, I know I can do that too. So I'm going to go ahead and grab that by faith right now. And then I'm going to make any adjustments that I need to make in my life in order to what? Receive that wisdom. If I need to shut everybody out, every voice out, and take three days with no food, only water, and sit before the Lord and say, Lord, show me what it is. That's the price needed. I'm going to do it. I don't care what I have to cancel. I don't care what I have to unsubscribe to. I don't care if I have to change jobs, change nations, change houses. I don't care what I have to change for obedience to the Lord. I want a manifestation of his promise, and I'm going to change it. And you say, what is that? That's the, that's, the, that's the wisdom and the faith of Jairus right there. You should go read it in Mark chapter 5. Father, we thank you for this word. We thank you for your word to us. We bless you. We receive it, and we'll be doers and not hearers only. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com.